the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. All right, folks. Now, I, I am not an alarmist. I uh, don't deal in sensationalism. You're supposed to do that if you have a talk show. You know, you're supposed to be an alarmist and sky is falling and you're supposed to be a sensationalist. I can't do it, wouldn't do it. Uh, those of you who have listened for a long time, that's, that's just not me. I try to lay out the facts. Uh, I admit that I am biased. Uh, I am conservative. I'm a Bible believer. And I am biased in that direction, but I try very, very hard to be objective and uh, truthful. So what I'm about to say is not to shock you or to be sensational, but an honest plea. I encourage you to do a little bit of research on how communism gains hold in a country. It's pretty easy to do some research. There is an enormous amount of information out there as to how communism gets a hold and then a stranglehold on a country. And there are dozens and dozens of countries that are case studies of that. Now, um, I do not pretend to be an expert on anything. I continue to tell you that, and uh, I mean that truthfully. I have visited some communist countries. I have visited some former communist countries. That doesn't make me an expert, but I have some anecdotal experience in talking to the people who were involved in communism. One of them is Moldova, a former Soviet bloc country of the Soviet Union. Um, when I first began going to Moldova, uh, the the Iron Curtain had not fallen that too far before that. It was fairly recent history. The, um, the re- residue, if you will, of communism was everywhere in Moldova. Uh, Most of the people had very, very vivid memories about what it was like to be under a communist regime. And I'm saying all of that to get to this. I remember when I began going to Moldova, hearing stories about the government paying snitches. Yeah, Uh, they wanted to find... Well, the people that I were ta- that I was talking to were Christians involved in churches and and so forth. 
And the communists wanted to find out what was going on in those churches. What are they doing? What are they teaching? Those Christian churches, because they could be our enemy. And so what the communists did, they would either find people in the church who were poor, need a little money, or maybe were slightly dissatisfied with the church, and they would basically enlist them to be a spy, a snitch. Or sometimes they would recruit someone outside the church, and they would infiltrate the church. They were a spy. This is very, 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 very common in socialism and in communism. And they're not the same, but they're first cousins. And so the the leadership relied heavily upon people exposing their friends, their family members, their working acquaintances, snitches. They relied heavily on people turning secretly in a clandestine manner against church members, family members, friends, and so on. That is out of the playbook of communism. That is why this article that I came across this morning is of such enormous concern to me. This story was posted by one of our local TV stations this morning. Today, this morning, local TV station. And here is the headline. Whistleblowers to play key role in enforcing vaccine mandate. Listen carefully. I quote, the government will likely rely on concerned employees to turn in their employers and their co-workers if their co-workers go unvaccinated or don't undergo weekly tests. The government of the United States, the Biden administration, is going to rely heavily on snitches. Dateline Washington, again quoting, To enforce President Joe Biden's forthcoming COVID-19 mandate, the U.S. Labor Department is going to need a lot of help. Its Occupational Safety and Health Administration doesn't have nearly enough workplace safety inspectors to do the job. Please listen. I know many of you are driving, you're doing other things, and you're kind of listening with half an ear. Give me both ears for about 30 more seconds and listen to this carefully. Can I have your attention? All right? Then you can do whatever you're doing. Listen, and I quote, So the government will rely upon a core of informers to identify violations of the president's order. A core of informers. Snitches. The government of the United States... Now, right now, this mandate is on hold by a federal court. 
And of course, you know, at least most of you know, that President Biden, after the federal court says, no, no, you can't implement this. The very next day, President Biden said, ignore it. Uh, We're still going to go ahead. We don't care what the courts say. We're going to we're going to move ahead. And and now we're finding out that OSHA from the Department of Labor has the responsibility to enforce this mandate. And they're saying we don't have enough inspectors to do the job. Again, let me quote. So the government will rely upon a core of informers. Who are the informers? Employees snitching on their employer. Employees snitching on other employees. Workers snitching on other workers. Employees who will presumably be concerned enough to turn in their own employers, if their co-workers go unvaccinated or fail to undergo weekly tests to show that they are virus-free. Quote, what's not known is just how many employees will be willing to accept some risk to themselves or their job security for blowing the whistle. So the only problem with the plan is not everybody may want to be a snitch. Quote, without them, though, experts say the government would find it harder to achieve its goal of requiring tens of millions of workers at companies with 100 or more employees to be fully vaccinated by January 4th or be tested weekly and wear a mask on the job. There is no army of OSHA inspectors that's going to be knocking on employers' doors or even calling them, said Debbie Berkowitz, a former OSHA chief of staff. They're going to rely on workers. This talk about a page out of the playbook of communism. I read this this morning and I thought, are you really? Are we moving this fast to this kind of overreaching? autocratic, authoritarian, dictatorial government? And the answer to that question is, yes, we are moving that quickly. Ah. Whistleblowers to play key role in enforcing vaccine mandate. So it won't be the employers that are the vaccine police. It will be workers snitching on other workers. Workers snitching on their employer. This is the country that the Biden administration wants us to become. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live on this Veterans Day 2021. And we're going to go immediately back to the phones. 
I've got Dennis in Frankfurt, Ohio. Dennis, welcome. Thank you for calling. You're on Bob Bernie Live. Hi, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I served in the military, but the main reason I called wasn't about me, but a 19-year-old second lieutenant that was killed over Nuremberg, hmm. just two months shy of his 20th birthday. Wow. Uh, he was a bombardier navigator on a B-17. His name was Josiah Trigo Caldwell, Jr. Hmm. Uh, his father and my maternal grandmother were brother and sister. Is that right? But, yeah. And he uh, he got to uh, Kim Bolton, England in December of 44, and he flew 17 combat missions. And he died uh, February 20th, 1945. Uh, they were bombing the marshalling yards in Nuremberg. Hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah. he was a hero. Yeah. Well, my goodness, there were, a, uh, there were multiplied thousands of heroes in World yeah. War II, as well as the other wars as well. Yeah. And that's why we cannot forget them. And we mm-hmm. owe them an eternal, eternal bit of, of gratitude. Yeah, but I, that's mainly the reason I called. Uh, and uh, in what branch did you serve and for how long? I was in the Army from uh, August 1969 to March 1972. And I was in Germany for uh, uh, 21 months. I was in the Army for three years and seven months. Right. I served 21 months at Orsburg, Germany. But uh, that's what always got me interested when I went to Germany. I didn't know much about him. And then I, Mom got to talking to me about him, and she mm-hmm. always said, you'd have liked him, Dan. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, but I've got a picture of him. and I mean, it was a graduation picture, but it couldn't have been very long before he went overseas. He Mom said he enrolled at the University of Cincinnati. He was an only child, and he dropped out to join the Army Air Corps. Wow. And, uh, but anyway, I, I think people don't know about these people. Absolutely. I really do. Well, you have helped us do that today, Dennis. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for your service, and uh, thank you for bringing to our attention a true hero. God bless you, Dennis. You too. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, next up is Stephanie in Carroll, Ohio. Stephanie, welcome. You're on Bob Bernie Live. Hi. Thank you, Bob. I just had the uh, pleasure of meeting you the other night at Summit Baptist Church. Yes. And <laughs> so I'm calling in for uh, Grandma today, um, Benita, who's 100 years old. And as always, every Veterans Day, um, we remember her husband, um, whose ship was um, in dry dock at Pearl Harbor when the Japanese bombed. And also, not only her husband, she had a brother that was in the 37th Division of the Army. And then, so we have a lot of uh, military uh, people on both sides of the family that I just wanted to mention real quick. Edson Conklin is my mother's father. He was at the Battle of the Bulge. Mm-hmm. And then my mother also had an Uncle Arthur whose remains are still missing. He was a prisoner of war in the Philippines on a hell ship when the Japanese, yes, when the Japanese had attacked and they're still trying to uh, find his 
his remains to this day. And then um, my grandma also, um, Vanita, she also had a cousin who was in Vietnam, or actually it was my cousin, her nephew was in Vietnam. And then I have my son-in-law, Nick Bradley, he and his uh, sweet wife, Carissa, my daughter, um, they spent four years serving our country in the Marines out at Camp Pendleton from 2013 to 2016. Wow, what a distinguished (laughs) record of service for your family. And I've got to ask, how is your grandma doing? How is Vanita doing? (laughs) She's doing amazing. Um, I just stepped into the bedroom to call, and she's sitting with her little red radio at the kitchen table. (laughs) Well, Vanita, (laughs) it is so good to meet your granddaughter, and uh, what a blessing you are. Uh, Now, when is her birthday? March 21st, 1921. So she will be 101 this next March 21st. Yes. Yes, she will be 101, and we're planning another big birthday party, and uh, some of us are getting together to have a big Thanksgiving uh, with her here in a couple of weeks. Well, I had the privilege of meeting Stephanie at a speaking engagement, as she said, Summit Baptist Church last weekend. Uh, She and her husband actually live in South Carolina, but Grandma took a fall, and uh, Stephanie and her husband are up here helping care for Grandma, which is, I think, just so commendable and wonderful. Well, Stephanie, God bless you, and what a wonderful heritage your family has left our country. We all owe you a debt of gratitude, and I'm going to run out of time here but please give Grandma Vanita our love. Will you do that? I definitely will. And I also want to say to all your listeners today, thank you to the spouses. I don't want to get the, forget the spouses no, of no, those no, no. who served Absolutely. in the military. Because they sacrificed a lot, too. Yes. And thank you to them. All right, I got to go. But Stephanie, God bless you. And Vanita. 100 years old. God bless you as well. All right. Our AM signal is going to go off the air. Head over to the FM or streaming audio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.